Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Friday morning, we're recording Thursday night. Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this disaster of a show. And joining me, as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother, bride, Darren, the parlor kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Oh, man. Lots going on. A great day. Great all around night. Great day in the American justice system. Gwyneth Paltrow set free. That's it. I didn't think it was going to happen, but it <laughs> did. And uh, quite a day. Yeah, Wall to wall baseball. I actually thought it was going to be a miserable day. We did extra points this morning. And uh, right when we started, Eddie Spaghetti says, oh, Aaron Judge, home run, first at bat. I was like, great. Here we go. Another season of this crap. And then, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, 90 seconds later, Mikey Meatballs hits us with the text that uh, Justin Verlander's on the I.L., so it's like, oh, man, what are the chances you lose Verlander and Edwin Diaz to it now? Parley kid, I know you think we can buy somebody this week, but uh, ended up being not so bad. Both of our teams, Yankees and Mets, have a chance to be 162 and 0. Parley kid, good job by the Yanks. Yeah, good job by the Yanks. You know, they should have won today. Cole on the mound. Um, Judge hits a homer. Good start for the Yankees. Good start for the Mets. The Mets will be fine. Um Yankees will be good. They're both going to be good. So we're going to talk about that in a second. So good job. Uh, just already noticed, I'm wondering how the shift, uh, there was some scores that were a little higher than normal, but still, at least to this point when we're recording, four shutouts today again. So it uh, makes me wonder how much that, uh, you know, not shifting is going to play in uh, play a factor. Maybe these guys just can't hit. I don't know. Well, yeah, that could be it. That is the batting average was way, way low last year. And so they got rid of the shift They made the bases bigger. They limited the throws over to first. Um, and they uh, most importantly sped up the pitch clock. Well, sped it up. They implemented yeah, the pitch clock Good stuff. And so, but I think maybe, and I'm sure they'll adjust and we'll get pounded. But Bry, when you said there were 15 strikeouts in three innings in the first three innings of the Yankee game, I'm like, maybe the pitchers with the best stuff, are yeah. going to be good adjusting to this pitch clock. And it's going to be a disadvantage actually for the batters who need to step right. out, adjust, call timeout and all that. Right. Yeah. I was maybe. thinking about, yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, maybe it's really good for Cole because I will say sometimes he gets into his own head. Right. And all of a sudden he becomes a mental case on the mound. So mm -hmm. maybe for, for a guy like him, it's better to just get out there and throw. But yeah, I think Scherzer, Scherzer had said that too, before the season, like, there's certain things I feel like the pitcher can do with that clock that's to their advantage. But right. I think overall, you know, maybe just like the exertion yeah. that a pitcher has, you know, having to throw that quickly is like long haul will be worse for the pitchers probably. But a yeah. few of them are definitely going to take advantage of it. Well, maybe yes. And maybe early on, uh, it'll be to the pitcher's advantage. Harry, I don't know if you got to watch some, but it does look like, I, I'll tell you what, the clock is already there's, uh, I don't know how much it's going to save in some instances, because there's a lot of arguing about what the clock is when they send McNeil was, uh, he was dinged a strike. He ended up getting a single up the middle and, and knocked in a run. But because Alonzo didn't get back to first after a foul ball quickly enough and the batter gets 
Yes. Shocking. Uh, it, it was it really sucks. <laughs> no, no, no. It's kind of silly, but that's what yeah. it is. It is what it is. It's gonna it's gonna decide a game though. It's gonna end the game, and that's when people are gonna be pissed off, right? I mean, there's just too many games yep. in a season for it not to end a game yeah. like that, right, Parley Kid? But whatever it well, is. Well, we saw it in like in spring training. We saw it in like uh, in that type of fashion right. in one game. So, uh, yeah, I can't imagine like. People go, come on, come on, come on. The up waves his arms. <laughs> right. Game over. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's not going to go over well with fans, but right. whatever. Maybe everyone but D, you got to be pretty happy today. Cole looked fantastic. I mean, what, throwing gas, 11 Ks, well, right? You I mean, he wasn't the only guy. I mean, the Yankees, uh, I think they both, both teams struck out 16 times in that game today. So 32 strikeouts out, out of the uh, uh, 51 outs, I believe. There were uh, 32 strikeouts in that Yankees game today, so. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, and I like the times at 233, 240, 242. I'm seeing some of the game times, uh, you know, uh, a lot under three hours, even that 11 7 Rangers Philly games. How about this? DeGrom finally gets some run support. DeGrom gets bailed out basically from catching a loss there uh, in Texas. So, <laughs> and they beat the Phillies. So I have no problem with that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else went on. The Red Sox lost to the Orioles. Uh, Pirates pick up a win against the Reds. I think the Reds will be the worst. The Blue Jays outlast the Cardinals 10-9. A lot of hitting there. And the White Sox, your guy Dylan Cease, uh, Farley Kid, wins 3-2 yeah. over the Astros. That's a big one. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're underway. It's going. There's night games as we're um, as we're talking about it here. The one thing I would have to worry about, Farley Kid, Anthony Volpe, you picked him for um, Rookie of the Year, shortstop extraordinaire. They're already, in, they're already sending him to Cooperstown. They love him in New York. Oh, for two. Now, I know you're saying yeah. it's a, a small Stolen sample base. size. Stolen base. Small sample size, but oh, for two. <laughs> How long do you keep them in the lineup? Hitless. Like, <laughs> like maybe this is too short, too abrupt to pull them now, but you have Kid to looks grab. smooth. I, yeah. saw, I saw his at-bats today. Uh, mm-hmm. it worked the count. Um, didn't swing at anything really outside of the zone. Walked once, stole a base. Uh, he looks like he's unfazed in New York. He's going to be fine. He's going to have a great year. Uh, all right. But if it's still July and he doesn't have the p- a hit, you're going to have to pull him from the lineup, <laughs> right? Like somewhere between now and July, right? Uh, yeah. If he's under okay. uh, 200 at that point in July, yeah, I think you'll have to pull okay, him. Okay, good. All right. See, so I'm making progress here. Remember, mark that, Mikey Meatballs. If he doesn't have a hit by July, the parlay kid even says that uh, enough is enough. He's got to sit. We gotta start remembering. We still gotta start remembering a lot of a uh, lot of dates during these uh, podcasts with the uh, things Parlay Kid says. That's all we do. Well, we may, we may have to think about some of the things you've said here because you know yesterday we went over a lot of the uh, MLB futures, a lot of the individual players. Right. Today we're gonna do more. We're gonna do teams. We're gonna do World Series. We're gonna do. Uh, Yes, we're going to do extras. We're going to do best division value. Um, Braun Strowman is on WWE wrestler extraordinaire. Braun Strowman is in an eight-man tag. He's going to be on, so that's fun. WrestleMania uh, is this weekend at SoFi. That's going to be good. Jen Piacenti, like I said, went over the season-long props with us. We're going to have more. I thought we did a good job, but I look at Twitter, and we had some comments, especially you, Harry. Some people were all over your pick, uh, namely this man by the name of Benjamin Kelly, um, Harry picked Blake Snell for um, Cy Young Award winner. And Benjamin Kelly says Blake Snell is an awful, capital letters, awful <laughs> pick. He's won more than eight games once. You care to comment on that? It doesn't seem like that uh, came up in your no. analysis. No, I don't. No? <laughs> no. You don't care? No, don't care. 
And then he says, Blake Snell has only pitched more than 130 innings one time in his career. Mm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people said Tom Brady to Tampa Bay, which is a stupid thing that I said too. <laughs> well, Tom Brady, I think, had a little better resume, maybe than the Blake's. I don't know. All right. Well, I just we'll look. We'll look Blake's at it. I don't know. Twenty-one this, games in the season. This Benjamin Kelly uh, is, but uh, twenty-one you know, wins in the season for Blake Snell three years ago. I was up uh, till like past midnight. Brian, you want to guess how many unders I put in for baseball players? Um, <laughs> I want. I want to guess too. Uh, okay. I'm trying to think how many there are that you could actually do. Uh, Thirteen. <laughs> oh wait, no. wait, I was no, say no. Oh, hold on. You got you got the three right in the right the, the, if uh, we did prices right and you were doing one of those uh, games. Um yeah, yeah, the three part Four, right. Forty three. No. No. Uh, 83. 83. Wow. I'll send them to you afterwards. Forty seven oh, yeah. uh, 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 forty seven home run unders for batters. 36 yeah. strikeout on this for you pitchers. I find that many. So in I did. Of, in I was looking, thing, man. Wow. I was can trying I, can, for can crypto. I ask what the cheapest uh, one you bet is? They were all the same. I don't know. I, wow. did, I bet it all the same because I think that's where you get you get screwed, where you go, oh, I yep. like this better than this. I know, this I know, I know wait, I'm, I'm trying to think. So. I know what you bet them for. So what do you think? Did, How much? It's, it's either 220 or 330. No, 30. Well, they're, they're minus, 200 or 300. Well, the things were different. The Vigs were different. They were minus 115, 125. No, it's all right. Yeah. You're, you're uh, about right, but I went a, a little yeah. heavier. But go ahead. Yeah. What were you going to say, Bri? Um, No, I was just trying to say, like, for football, when you did the running backs, what did you yeah. end up? What did you end it, up on that? I ended up like um, 14, 10, and 2 okay. or something like that. Right, yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. I, I was just, oh, but I ended up yeah. being negligible. But anyway. Okay. Uh, you don't have to bet 83 unders to have action this weekend. Prop quizzes <laughs> up extrapoints.com slash arcade. We're going to have this couple good hockey yeah. games. There's obviously the final four games. Uh, we're going to cover those today. There's some uh, baseball, some good pitching matchups this weekend. And what else? I don't know. There's a lot else uh, going on. Prop quiz. It's extrapoints.com slash arcade. You win for free. You get a prize. If you do well, I think there's 10 questions. Just nail them all. So let's do this. Let's pick a World Series winner. Um, I'm going to go Dodgers. I like the guardians in the AL and I'm going Dodgers in the NL and to win it all at eight to one odds. And I feel like they're a little under the radar, right? Parley kid. Usually you get the Dodgers yeah. at this point, even at this point, it's four to one or four and a half to one. Now I know they had some big losses, Trey Turner, Tyler Anderson, Justin Turner, Bellinger's gone price who I had no use for Gallo kind of a joke, uh, and Kimbrell. Uh, no Trevor yeah. Bauer again, Trevor Bauer is not coming back, but still you look at that lineup. They had JD Martinez. They have Freeman Betts, Will Smith and JD Martinez. Very solid. They pick up Miguel Rojas and Peralta. These guys are in their thirties. It's a different looking team, but I like that. Uh, I like that rotation as good as a lot of them or Urias, Kershaw, Maine, Gonsolin. If they make the playoffs, we saw all these big favorites go down last year, right? In the playoffs. Um, but if they make the playoffs and they're eight to one and, you know, they have some clubhouse guys who can get them over the hump and also they can make pick up a guy like uh, Corbin Burns in July. So I like them at eight to one. I just think that number is inflated. And uh, that's that's what I'm going with. Now, Harry, I know you have the Padres on every single pot uh, parlay possible from now until October, right? I don't need I don't need to when I need them for sixty five hundred. I think I'm good to go. You are. That's it. 
Okay. Yeah, maybe. You lost some of the other parlays that he had. The no, I didn't. No, that one because of your pick. Because <laughs> of your pick. <laughs> but, uh, you I still am, like I, him to win I, the World Series, right? I do. It's out, it's out at 10 to 1. I think this Padres team is loaded. Machado I gave out the other day as the MVP, I think, for the uh, National League. So do I know about at 242 last year. Split time, you know, when he got to uh, San Diego. Now he's there full time. Uh, I think he's going to have a monster season as well. They picked up Xander Bogarts. Bogarts is bat 288 or better seven of his last eight seasons. Let's not forget about Fernando Tatis Jr., who will be joining the team soon. Pitching-wise, uh, Joe Musgrove, very good. Solid 2.93 ERA last season. Best of his career. Darvish still can get it done. And, yeah, Blake Snell. Uh, the aforementioned Blake Snell, <laughs> I think he finished strong last season. Uh, uh, he beat the Dodgers in the playoffs. He beat your Mets, too, Sal. Padres uh, yeah. are loaded here. I think they're a team that, with that lineup, I think they could put up a record for most runs in a season. Huh. Uh, exciting stuff from uh, out of San Diego this year in 2023. Padres, 10 to 1. I think that's pretty good. All right. I mean, Benjamin Kelly has some some thoughts about your Blake Snell pick, but... All right, I guess I guess that's uh that's between the two bets. of you. Do we ever see his bets? Can we see some of his? <laughs> Let's see his predictions. All right, there you go. Let's see your predictions, Benjamin Kelly. You, he's calling you out. Harry's calling you out. All right, brother Brian. I know you love these Braves. I hate that you love the Braves. Yeah, you like them look, also I, over the Astros. I do yeah. think the top the top top of the NL is really tough. Right. Same with last year, mm-hmm. although none of those teams made it between the Dodgers, right. Padres, Braves, Mets. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mentioned how much I loved them yesterday. A good mix of everything. I mean, they're batting. Michael Harris is batting seventh in the lineup. Um, and, he, you know, he could bat in the top four if he really wanted. I mean, they did have a minor setback today. The Max Fried appeared to hurt his hamstring, likely yeah. going on the IL. Uh, but in a few weeks, they'll get Kyle Wright back, uh, who won 20 games from last year. They'll be able to overcome this injury because it's, it's, it'll be a few weeks thing. Um, and, and just remember, they've gotten off to bad starts too the last couple of seasons and they've finished up really, really strong. So, yeah, I know, I, I know, yeah. <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but I, I think if the, you know, in the playoffs, this team just has a good mix of everything. They have a really good bullpen. They'll have a good top, uh, top of the rotation and that lineup I think is great. And you have a mix of some speed and a ton of power in that lineup. Yeah. That's a good one. Now, Parlay Kid, I think this is the first year that the Mets and Yankees were exactly the same projected win total, 93 and a half. Um, mm. It's been close in years, but to see it the, the same, and I know depending on where you put it in, it could be off a half a game, but that's, uh, that's what I caught it at last night. Interesting, and that's your World Series, and you have the Mets beating the Yankees. That's very, wow, that's big of you. I, I didn't know you were going to go that far with this prediction. Well, I had the Yankees beating the Mets, Sal, right? Uh, no, that's not what you sent over. Sal, I'm accepting all the pressure. The Yankees should okay. be they should be making the World Series, Sal. I accept that. Just like I need you to finally accept that it's the Mets need to do it themselves, too. No excuses. I don't care what the injury situation is like. Uh, it does. I do think the Yankees and Mets probably at this point have the most payroll on the injured reserve list, of course. Uh, both yeah. teams seem to go down that road, especially early in the season. But, uh, you know, last year uh, on this uh, pod, uh, I uh, basically said the Yankees wouldn't make the playoffs. So I know I'm being a bit of a homer here, but that's uh, right. just the way the Yankees you changed are it like two weeks later. You changed I did it. Right? One weekend, yeah. one weekend, right. I changed it. Um, uh, you know, I think uh, the Yankees. I like their starting rotation when healthy. I think if they make the playoffs, this is the best rotation they've had uh, mm-hmm. in, in many years. If 
providing everybody's healthy. Uh, Volpe gives them, uh, and Cabr- guys like Cabrera give them some youth uh, full exuberance uh, and enthusiasm to go along with obviously some veterans. Uh, and I, I, they have some, they do have some depth. I know uh, brother Brian, I really don't love to see Donaldson playing third. Uh, Aaron Boone seems to think he's going to have a, a rebound year this year, which we can hope he does. Uh, but they still look top bottom to top of the order. They're very strong uh, defensively. I think uh, they are better than they've been in the past. Uh, bullpen is underrated addition by subtraction with Chapman uh, hitting the road there. So uh, look, my expectations every year, the Yankees to win the world series this year is no different. I do think there are better, uh, better constructed team this year than they have been the last few so right. let's think that that gets them through the playoffs this year. They got to get by, of course, the Astros. And I think they meet the Mets in the World Series, Sal. New York, New York World Series this year. Come on, let's sign up for it right now, Sal. Do it. I mean, Do nothing it. would be better than that. That would be tremendous. But uh, Damashek asked uh, Michael on Saturday what would he'd rather – Michael, Mikey Meatballs, Parley Kid's son, uh, Brother Bry's nephew, nothing at all to Harry, nothing, not, no blood relation at all. <laughs> What did which team of yours would you most want to see win a championship? Cowboys, <laughs> Yankees, Islanders. What do you think he said, Parley Kid? I think he said the Islanders. Islanders, Cowboys. Uh, I thought he would have said Islanders too. He said, "What's the answer, Michael?" Now I'm confused. So, well, I, the whole story I think is a little messed up. It was yeah, it is messed up now. Yeah. <laughs> you said Cowboys though, didn't you say Cowboys? The, Cowboy, the Cowboys would be the toughest to see lose. That so then I turned it around and said, okay, okay, who do you who's the toughest to see lose in the finals? And he said the Cowboys. And I explained it's all who your friends are. Really, it is like <laughs> yeah. with Damashek, he roots for the Penguins, and that's it. It's very it must be very nice to be very focused on it with us. I know specifically me, it's what friends, what kind of crap am I going to get on text and on Twitter and everything else if this team loses or if this team loses? That's what it is to me, and I feel like uh, Michael felt the same. Uh, but there are some people who don't have to deal with that. I'll tell you this, with the Yankees-Mets, th- that's the worst result of anything. The Yankees beat the Mets in the World Series. That's the worst for me. And uh, to No, add it's in- not. Well, well no, of course it is. What? No, because I mean, the well, Mets fans would go, well, you know, they – they play it off like, well, we're the underdogs, even well, though you're not anymore. But Sal, no, Sal, well, the Giants can't beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Right. The and Eagles can't beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. You know what, what I mean? There's what no way. Patriots beat the Cowboys would, would be suck. bad for you. That would be really bad for the BS. But that would be really bad. I, but I, know, I don't think I have to worry about that for a while. I know yeah. it's I know it's not the same, but would you rather a Cowboys lose to the Giants in the NFC Championship or the Mets lose to the Yankees? Uh, that's interesting. Uh, let me think about Toughy. that. I'm going to let Mike Meatballs answer for me. Um, so, but, but all that said, July 25th, I will be there at Yankee Stadium. We're coming out to New York. It's me and the family, yeah. Parlay Kid. We're coming out. And uh, yes. I asked the kids because the Mets the week before have a bunch of home games against the White Sox and I, can't, I think against the Nationals. And I was like, so you want to go to City Field? You know, because Harrison's big thing is about, uh, look, we never get to see the fans root for our team. It sucks. We go to Dodger stadiums. Everyone's rooting against them. They're giving us the, they're looking at us, you know, sideways. Who knows what's going to happen in the parking lot? I said, all right, well, we could go to City Field or we can go to Yankee Stadium. We'll be in enemy territory. And they're all like, no, Yankee Stadium. Let's do it. So there you go. The 25th 
Uh, it's almost definitely going to rain on Tuesday, July 25th. So <laughs> mark that down. We're going. We're doing it, Parlay Kid. Billy Joel the night before. And uh, and Harry just texted Ken, and he bought all the tickets for those events. So now I'm not going to be able to get in. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. He's on a plane to New York, actually, right now. There you go. All right. So we got everybody's picks for the World Series. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, we did get everyone's picks, right? Yeah. Right. You went brave. Yes, I did. I went brave. Best yep. division value. I got lost in my own uh, nonsense here. Best divi- division value. You've ta- heard me talk about these Blue Jays uh, yesterday. I like them to win the AL East at plus 185. 19 hits today. Now, I know you can't go by one game, but 19 hits. I'm not too worried about those bats. Springer, Bichette, nine hits today total. Uh, Vlad had another two. That's a nice top of the order. Those three are, I think they're top three of like 12 MVP candidates, I think, in the in the AL, right? Would you say? Mm. They added uh, Dalton Varsho's nice. Get to move the outfield around. Brandon Belt makes a nice trip over. From the Bay Area, you know, Alec Manoa, that's my Cy Young pick. He, he got roughed up a little. He'll straighten out. Galsman's the number two. I like Chris Bassett, of course, former Met. He's the number three. So Jose Barrios had a, a bad year, let's face it, last year. Big contract coming in. Yeah. So he has to pick things up. But I do like the value at plus 185 for the Blue Jays. Uh, Harry, the White Sox, I think I lost more money on them than anyone else last year, and I'm Staying away. <laughs> yeah, listen, I was going to mention that. We did. We, I mean, Darren, I don't know. Like, we talked about it. Like, never, I don't think I've ever had a, t- a team oh. that I bet a decent amount on during the season that I could care less about. But you know, they're good, but they just suck for you and they uh, they underachieved like crazy last oh. year. It was Harry. We, yeah. we spent the whole times? summer texting each other like, the White Sox again. Screw up. How many times did we? How many times did we have the White Sox last year? Minus two twenty to close out a parlay against Kansas City. And they would lose. <laughs> well, and your guy would Dylan Cease. Every time. They, they, Dylan Cease would go seven and give up one run, yeah. and uh, they would lose like five uh, one or something. <laughs> it was incredible. Right. I, well, good, incredible. I, good news. They are good news, guys. I had the Astros today to close out like eleven to one parlay on <laughs> the White Sox. All right. So good news. Keep Ross. doing that. Keep Sorry, doing that. Bro. There you go. Uh, that's <laughs> but, right. but like a plus 30. They're a top five hitting team last year. A lot of talent, but again, underachieved. Um, you got two duds in the division, too. Detroit and Kansas City, yeah. you would think. Uh, Cleveland, Minnesota are both good, but Dylan Seas pitched very good today. Nice pitching staff. They got Clevenger from the Padres. I said, you know, last year also, La Russa distraction really yeah. took away from maybe what was going on on the field and what, where their heads were at. So maybe a plus 230. Still a very good hitting team uh, to win the Central. All right, Paul, like here we go across town for the Cubs. Wow, getting a big number there at six to one. Yeah, well, well, look, thank you, Seth, for taking the pressure off the Yankees. I mean, predicting the Blue Jays to win the East. I guess the Yankees <laughs> pressure's off. Yeah, it's off. So, uh, yeah, you're good. Yeah, so, you know, I examine these odds and, um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm looking at that, that NL Central and uh, obviously, you know, the Cubs won today. So, but I, I may have put this pick in, even though one game doesn't mean anything, but uh, there's one guy I think that could make this this Cubs team good. And the Cubs went out. They signed sure a lot up. of veterans. I think guys that are kind of past their prime, mm-hmm. the Eric Hosmer types, but guys who have had solid careers, have been on winning teams before, uh, and their pitching staff, uh, they don't have a real true ace, but they do have um, a lot of decent guys, what you would call threes, right? Like uh, Stroman, who pitched today, uh, Tyone, who pitched for the Yankees. Mm. Uh, last year, uh, I think this guy Wazenski uh, was, uh, was a Yankees uh, prospect uh, is uh, going to be a really good rookie pitcher for them too. But Dansby Swanson, 
Yeah. It's such an underrated player. I really, you know, I like guys who are winning ball players. That kid is a winning ball player. It was a great signing by the Cubs. He brings uh, youth to the team. He's still young. He's used to winning. Uh, he's going to be a big factor. The Cardinals can hit the heck out of the ball, but their pitching stinks. Um, their pitching stinks. Uh, and and the Brewers, I think, are trending downwards to me. I wouldn't be surprised if they're trading some guys at the deadline, et cetera. Yep. I think the Cubs might sneak in with, you know, 85 wins and win this division. All 86 right. wins. I'll take them at plus 600, Sal. I think they're okay. They're not a great team, but I just think they might be better than the rest of that, that stinky division. That's a fun one. Uh, now you don't get to you don't get the benefit of playing the Pirates or the Reds, right? That's okay uh, because the Cardinals yeah. the Cardinals don't either. You know, right. so it's still okay. Win the they really, right. they you gotta, don't you gotta either, beat the so. good ones, right? All right. Yep. So Cubs six to one, definitely a nice price for them. Uh, Brother Bry, the Rays, huh? Well, I look. I will say I do like uh, Parley. What Parley kids doing? I think if you're gonna have some like if there's. A, Somebody who can win, it's an AL or the NL Central, right? There there might be some some value in there. But, yeah, right. the Rays are pr- plus 360. Look, they had a I down. mean, who's the pressure on now if a Yankee fan is picking the Rays <laughs> to win the East? Look, look, I can't just, keep track of where – Babyface, will you keep track of where the pressure is? Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just – I'm already keeping track of all these dates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying the value there, plus 360, is pretty good because – Again, the Rays had a down year last year, battled a ton of injuries and still finished with 86 wins. McClanahan looked great today. You know, he got hurt, like he was unhealthy at the latter part of the year. Um, they already have, they have a great bullpen always. They always have underrated arms out there. Glasnow has an oblique injury, but he, he should be fine in a few weeks. You get a healthy Wander Franco, should finally have a breakout year. They got the kid... Isaac Paredes, who should bring a lot of power to the middle of that lineup, though. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it's a really tough division, but I think they get to 90. I think they get to 90 wins and they'll be within distance. Um, you know, they'll be within a few games, I think, of the Yankees and the Blue Jays. So I just I just like the value here. I didn't really love a, a lot of the other ones I saw. I, I do like right. uh, probably kids. Yeah. Six to one. Though. Now, we do have uh, best to make the playoffs or to not make the playoffs. I asked for one each. I'll start us off with the Mariners. I'm going to say no. I know Harry loves this team. Oh, At plus okay. 140. I'm going to say, I'm sorry, Harry. They Now, I didn't like their Colton Wong pickup. It's a 250 hitter. Um, they got rid of Mitch Hanniger, Matt Boyd, some decent names, Adam Frazier, Carlos Santana. Uh, don't trust that bullpen at all. It's already shaky. Uh, in the uh, in the preseason, you know, they finished 16 games behind the Astros. They have a lot to make up. And so when you're talking about a team that's probably not going to win the division now, it's like, all right, I know there's a lot more. Well, there's a lot of playoff spots, but, you know, I'm higher on the Angels. I think the Rangers could maybe make some noise. So I think plus 140 for mm. a no with the Mariners. Sometimes some of these young teams, they just don't necessarily get it together the year after they emerge as a decent team, you know, so. I think they fall off, and I just think no at plus 140 is good right. for the Mariners and what's going to be a little more uh, competitive uh, division there. Uh, Brother Bry, you were with me with the Angels. You say plus 180 for yes. I was going to go that. Yeah. I probably could know, have gone that way. I, yeah. I, I just, I was surprised by this number, right? I feel like when yeah. you have stars like Otani or Trout, you, th- this number's just inflated. I was actually expecting this to be yeah. close to even, and then I would have said definitely go against this. But plus 180 is pretty good. This team's mm-hmm. been disappointing. 
Um, but like Jen was saying yesterday, this team has a sneaky good top of the rotation, right? Aside from, you know, Otani four innings today, uh, no runs so far, seven strikeouts. Um, yeah. But then you had Sandoval, Tyler Anderson's a good three. The back end of this rotation's got some decent young guys mm. in there. Uh, their bullpen's solid, but they the, that's their biggest problem. They don't really have a closer. Um, I talked about yesterday, Ohapi, you know, helping out in the back end of that lineup. He should and chance of rookie right. of the year. But the, the lineup has a ton of power in there. If they, if Trout, Rendon can stay healthy, uh, this team should vie, for, you know, at least be close, get in the upper 80s potentially mm. in wins. And I just thought plus 180 was was interesting for this team. Yeah, they were a weird team because I think they were ninth yeah. and 10th in home runs last year, which is pretty good, but their yeah. slugging percentage was low, right? So they, mm-hmm. they, they 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 were strange. And by the way, as we talk about this, uh, no one's going to be listening except the five of us here, four of us. Um, go live bet the athletics right now against the Angels because I need the Angels to close out a big parlay, of course, <laughs> Otani. And uh, again, they're not hitting for him. No score in the fifth. But uh, <laughs> So that's, uh, that's that. All right, yeah, I do like that. Uh, along with my Mariners bet. And uh, Harry, let's hear it. Guardians, I like this. And uh, Harry never met a minus 150 he didn't like. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I know you said value. And I think at minus 150, taking the guard, Guardians, not to, not to win the center, but just to make the playoffs, I think that's great value. They continue to get better every single year. Uh, they won the Central very impressively last season. Won 92 games, won the division by 11 over the White Sox. That was a tw- and they had a 12 game leap from the year before the leadoff batter Steve, uh, in terms of wins. Steve, Stephen Kwan had a tremendous rookie season, batted 298, and Jose Ramirez is coming off his 126 yeah. RBIs, his best season ever. Pitching is solid, and again, at the end of the season last year, last 30 games of the regular season, this team was 24. We mentioned this uh, when, yeah. when it was happening at the time, Big D. They're 12, 24 and six down the stretch, last 30 games. Beat Tampa in the playoffs and took the Yankees to five. Yep, absolutely. All right. Uh, so the uh, Paul, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, so you and Brother Bry, oh, kind of button heads, although you could both kind of. No, you can't both win this, right? Yeah. No, you're we, going Rays. No playoffs plus one fifty eight. He said right, for value. Yeah, and I, Rays I do plus like Harry's actually. I, I do like what Harry's saying <laughs> at minus yeah. one fifty. I still the Guardians is good value. I think at minus mm-hmm. one fifty because they really should win that division let alone just make the playoffs. So uh, I, I like what Harry's saying. I like what everybody's saying. So kind of like with the Rays, with the Mariners for you, it's kind of the way I feel about the Rays. Um, yeah. Here's what I don't get about the rest of Major League Baseball, is especially for these low payroll teams. I don't know why they're not following the Rays model on how they do things. Like mm-hmm. how do the Rays win with no payroll, but these other teams like the Pirates, right, the Reds, they, they, they can't compete uh, without a payroll, but the Rays have shown that they can do, they can compete like guys leave every year, but sooner or later, I think this has got to catch up to the Rays. The Rays burned me a bunch of times last year too. I felt yep. like there's a team like you talk about a team that there sometimes they go days games without scoring runs. <laughs> They're one of those type of teams. They can go days where they, you go, my gosh, how are the Rays winning 90 games? I, mm-hmm. They've scored three runs this whole week. They can't hit. Uh, I yep. think eventually this has got to catch up to the Rays. I don't know how they've done it. I think maybe uh, we like the Yankees. We like Toronto. Uh, maybe Baltimore is the team that's surpassing them uh, in that East uh, Eastern division and, and pushing the Rays out of that division. I'm just going to take them and no at plus 158, thinking eventually yeah. this no payroll thing 
and doing it with smoke and mirrors, and they do a great job, has got to catch up to them. That's a big number for a team like the Rays, plus 158 to not make it. You know, I was looking at this because I do like the Guardians, and obviously I told you I like the Dodgers over the Guardians yeah. in the World Series, so I like them to win that division. Um, and this has got to be, boy, are they calling for parity this year? I mean, I, haven't there been years, most years, where at least one division leader is expected to run away with it? We'll see like a minus 360 in there, right? right? Like the Dodgers, it's usually the Dodgers, but it's yeah. so razor thin between the Dodgers. and Here are the division winners right now. The Dodgers minus 125 favored. Braves are minus 105. Uh, Cardinals minus 130. Astros minus 185 are the biggest favorites. Yankees plus 130. Guardians uh, plus one. Well, it says plus one fifteen. At what do you have it at, Harry? Minus one fifty. You just that's wanted to make just, playoffs, just, right? just to make. Oh, the, oh that's to make, to make the playoffs. playoffs. Right, gotcha. Right. Okay, so that's division winners. Um, but right, am I right? It's usually the Astros yeah. are like hundred percent. No, you're yeah. right. I've never seen it that tight. Pretty good. All right, now yeah. that, that's not all Caesars has. You can go to these miscellaneous props, and we hit on a couple yesterday. Um, did I mention the 200 plus hits? No, Brian, you said 20 or more wins for a player, right? Yep. For a pitcher. Yep. I like uh 200 or more hits at minus 120. Uh, one player, a player, any player, or several will have 200 or more hits. Now, Freeman had 199 last year. Trey Turner had 194. There were about nine or ten guys within 25 of 200. And I really feel like with the shift. No shift and no throwing over and the pitcher having to work faster, bigger bases. Maybe you could leg one out. I feel like you're good for one hit a week more, right? I, I feel like you could. That's not asking a lot. Like one out of 24 at-bats yep. extra, you'd get a hit. And that's right. that makes up the 25 hits for the year that that nine or 10 or a dozen players I just mentioned are right in tune with uh, to get to 200. So a player will have 200 hits or more, minus 120. That's my uh, big miscellaneous prop. And that there won't be a perfect game, minus 1,100. Um, so that's going to be fun, staying up all night, very every night to uh, see if those go in. <laughs> you know I love that, Bri. Minus 1,100 in a perfect game. By the way, yeah, I'm, our, I'm all uh, over that. our boy Logan Ohapi, RBI single. Uh, he did, nice. One nothing, one nothing all right. And he's nice. doing it with uh, roller skates on, right? He never took them <laughs> off when he played the, I don't know how he's got it. That's our guy Mike this Gables. year. That's our podcast guy, Logan Let's Ohapi. do it. That's it. Let's do yep. it. I bet we can Let's have go. him on. Let's figure it out. Um, all right. So that's mine. Um, Harry, you're going Arenado over 20 cents. Don't go over. Nobody's going over this year. Go all on this. I know. Nobody's I hear going you, over. Yeah. I'm rooting for you, Sal, but I'm still taking Arenado <laughs> over 27 and a half homers at minus 105. In two weeks, he turns 32. He's still very durable, putting up good numbers. And uh, and, and he's very durable, Sally. He, and he's played he said 150, that. He said that already, 100, yeah. 150 plus <laughs> games, seven of the last eight seasons, uh, plus 30 or more <laughs> home runs in those same seven of eight seasons. So asking for 28 seems pretty good. Okay. Well, we'll have to see what Benjamin Kelly says about that. But maybe you're no. right. Maybe you're right about it all, but all right. Now, Parley kid, you got the idea. The unders just take everyone under Tatis Jr. Yeah. I'm going to take Tatis under 31 and a half home runs here. So minus one Oh six, you know, he hasn't played. I, you know, mm -hmm. um, I know he had 42 home runs uh, back uh, in uh, 2021. Uh, and that was in 130 games, which was by what, which was his career high. He hasn't even played in more than 130 games in a year. 
He's not coming back for a few. Wait, he's got three weeks, I think, before he makes his return. Mm -hmm. I would assume there's going to be some rust, um, whether it's right away or at some point he hits a wall mid. I would think that he's going to go through a drought and a possible injury. He usually spends some time on on an injured reserve list mm-hmm. as well. So I'm just going to take the under 31 and a half for a guy that he's got to shake some rust off. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and again, unders all the way anyway, yeah. just from the fact that uh, one injury uh, can prevent these guys from right. going over. So that's it. What do we say? What do we call it? Funder, Bry? Funder? Yeah. Uh, funder. Hedge, hedge yeah, funder. funder. Yeah, yeah. That's what it yep. is. Yeah. Funder. Yeah. That's going to be my thing. That's going to be my yeah. brokerage well, you still form. Haven't, yeah. You still haven't come up with it yet. I'm still waiting I for know. it. I know. I got to figure out if Tatis is durable. Harry, is Tatis durable? Uh, that's not so. <laughs> not too short. Okay, uh, Brian, I'm proud of you. Another under, Buxton. Uh, did you did you go under on this? Though I'm curious. If I did. This was, yeah, this, yeah. Was one, this was one oh, of them. Okay, I, I, I took everybody. Yeah. Okay, every under. I, I yeah, yeah. Take everybody. But yeah, Byron I, mean, I Buck- took I took Schwarber to win home runs, and I took him under. Like I'm an idiot. I just <laughs> yeah. I had to take hey, him. No, I, yeah. I think you have to, the the thing yeah. is with that. If you're gonna play the under game, I think you gotta you gotta just take him on. Yeah. And right. we talked yeah, we it. talked about this. Baseball and baseball and football. Those are the two. And like you said, running backs is probably the best. Basketball, mm-hmm. basketball you can't look right. at because averages doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, right. but yeah, Buxton under 20 and a half homers. Um, you know, he's gonna be tw- he's 29, but he's in his ninth season already. Last year he had 28 home runs and only 340 at bats. But the problem with this guy, and this I mean, he just never plays. Only once in his career right. has he gone True. over 100 games. Last year, he played 92, and that was the most since 2017. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was just that he wasn't playing well. Other times it's been injuries. Um, I just don't – I would not count on this guy staying healthy. And if, even if he does, 29 home runs. I know he had 28 last year in, in a small amount of bats, but 29 is still a lot, even if he's healthy for 120 games this season. So – I, I think this one's extremely high. The one the, thing I'd guy. say, and I'll never shake you off any unders, but they it does help if they make you a DH, right? Uh, yeah. I think, yeah. and that that's, he's at least going to open the season. There. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, that's I the like, thing. They they will bat him there. I mean, it, it's weird to not have him in the field sometimes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So that's it. Oh, yeah. All unders. By the way, you mentioned that. So you could do this with baseball. You could do this with football. Right. You could do this with hockey. You can't do it with basketball because they. They give you averages. Will they this LeBron James average mm. under twenty eight point five points a game? And it's always been like that. As like so, I don't know how the founding fathers of gambling knew that the basketball players in twenty twenty three would all sit um, every single game. But they knew somehow they knew to make that an average and not like everybody else and go with the uh, numbers. So uh, yeah, good job by them. Anyway, speaking of founding fathers of gambling, let's go Caesars right now. Let's give them some love and we'll be right back. Your very first bet with Caesars Sportsbook. It's on Caesars. Just sign up with promo code OmahaFull, O-M-A-H-A-F-U-L-L. Then place your first bet. If you win, great. You keep your winnings. But if your first bet loses, you'll receive your stake back as a bonus bet. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 
Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, final four. Can we just skip this part? Do we have to go over these games? Uh. <laughs> I mean, there's no accident this final four takes place on April 1st, right? April Fool's Day. We got uh. San Diego State, Florida Atlantic. Uh. Yes, that's a real game. And then uh, Miami and UConn, which should be entertaining and would be a lot better if we had like, I don't know, Kansas and Purdue on the other side. But we don't. We have San Diego State, two-point favorite over Florida Atlantic. I'm taking F. Uh, Florida Atlantic. Um, I don't know both both these teams were supposed to lose a month ago. I don't know what to say. You know, I did read an right. article about while well, they were talking about like Dusty May says, "I want my team, and they want to be known as scrappy but disciplined." I feel partly kid. That's exactly what they are. They really are. They're scrappy but disciplined, and they kind of get you any different way. Anyone want to play? Can. Like, yeah, that the Russian center uh, Vladislav Golden. Seven foot one. He's a sophomore. He did well in like every game except Tennessee where they beat you up inside. But then the shooters took over. Right. Yeah. So I see this similar to the Tennessee game where San Diego State is kind of um, kind of aggressive inside. They beat you up defensively. Nathan Mensa right there. He's the menace. Right. Um, so it's going to come down to shooting and the Owls have capable players who make the outside shots. San Diego State's been fortunate. They've been good. But when opponents shoot like 17% from three for the tournament, right. yeah, you're getting a little bit lucky, right? You're getting a little, you're not, you're not in everybody's face every single yeah. shot to get to 17%. So I think Florida Atlantic's a little better than that. They get a sizable lead. They hang on. They do some weird things. They had 22 turnovers against Kansas State and they dominated like rebounding. So they probably won't do this against uh against uh Mensa and San Diego State. 
But, you know, they shoot 48% from the field. I think they win this game 61-54, and they're in the finals Monday night. Um, Harry, you're going, uh, well, Brother Brian, you like San Diego State. Let's start there. Well, I like San Diego State in this one. I think it's actually a really good matchup for them um, against FAU, um, just mm-hmm. because of how well they defend. And I know you're saying it's it is sometimes it's luck, but it is weird when you when you put that much pressure on teams, even when they have wide open threes, they tend to miss. Um, but I, I felt like in that Creighton game, San Diego State was just fantastic. They were just mm-hmm. all over those guys. But actually. Although I do like San Diego State, I think my play is going to be uh, Darian Trammell over nine and a half points. Um, this team has a lot of depth on it, but, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they only had one guy averaging double figures. But Trammell, mm-hmm. he only averaged 9.9 points per game here. But uh, he seems to be the go-to guy in the tournament in his last couple of games. He's averaging over 15 the last three. The last two games, he's taken 30 shots. So if there's one guy in this one, I would yeah. take... Uh, Tramel, and you know you're, you have a low number here of nine and a half. Um, uh, I, I remember when I and, thought nine and a half was a low number a few days ago. Didn't <laughs> work out for me. Thanks, Keontae That's Johnson. Ju- I'm not. I'm not uh, doing a Justin. I thought four just, was a low number for uh, fouls just, too, and he, he had five like, immediately. But uh, yeah. go ahead. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, but the, yeah, I like I like him. It's minus one thirty though, over nine and a half. But I do. Yep. Um, I, I'm going to be playing San Diego State money line. All right, Harry, I don't know. I'm taking both underdogs because uh, how dare anyone take a favorite in this tournament? So I'm at least thinking to go one and one. But you Mm -hmm. like uh, FAU. Yeah, I'm with you on both dogs. uh, But I am taking FAU like in the craziest of tournaments we've ever seen. Wouldn't it be just fitting to have a nine seed in the championship game? I kind of think it would. would. Uh, 35 wins a season, 35 and 0 at home. Or on a neutral court, at just one senior on the team, John L. Davis and Elijah Martin are sophomores that led the team in scoring. Uh, Brian, you mentioned Tramell and uh, Butler really picked up the scoring slack for score, uh, senior point guard uh, Matt Bradley, who's been invisible the first two games. Overall, I just think better shooters on FAU, and, and they end up winning this game. All right, Parley Kid, you agree with me and uh, Harry. Yeah, Sal, in this game, I mean, probably maybe should we be on the under in this game? Possibly. I don't know. Yeah, I know maybe. the numbers yeah. is, is yeah, fairly low anyway, but uh, it might be a good idea. Because uh, like you said, I think uh, Florida Atlantic can play it kind of any way you want them to play it. Uh, they do. Uh, they've been. Look, I think this I think this final four is a little underrated. So these, these four teams were ranked <laughs> in the top 25 at the end of the year. And, and you know what I mean? So it's not like yeah. we saw a team way outside the top 25 mm-hmm. come in, to, you know, make it to this final four. These, these teams have been pretty good all year long. Uh, Florida Atlantic, they, they look, this team doesn't lose. They just don't lose. They found different ways to win throughout this tournament. They beat a Tennessee team that looked really good uh, at the yep. moment when they beat them and they beat them up pretty badly uh, in that game. I just think they find a way to win here, Sal, whether it's, the big man inside or just a, a collection of their other guys just doing what they normally do, like inside, outside. They're a solid team. This game, boy, I, this is a tough one to pick, though. Let's just take the underdog then. You might as well here. Well, it might be a little easier. It went to three now on Caesars. Oh, that makes it points. easier. Yeah. Sure. Harry, oh. you're looking teaser town right now. Oh. You want to put that, you want to get that to an eight or an eight and a half. Well, let's That's get fun. an all Florida final, right? Oh, yeah. All right. So let's go to that game. That is still five and a half. The Huskies, the four seed against the five seed uh, Miami Hurricanes. That's a good one. It's actually a fun one. I'm interested to see the styles 
Uh, both teams average in the high 70s for this tournament. And I just, I'm going to go Miami. I'm taking the points. I think the guard play is uh, superior. And Nigel Pack, Isaiah Wong, very fast. Just seemed faster than everyone, right? Um, they need to take it. They need to play that up-tempo game. And the guard no one's talking about, Jordan Miller, ended up somehow with 27 the uh, last game. So Miami is loaded. According to Ken Palm, their offense is ranked fifth and adjusted efficiency 22nd in effective field goal percentage. So, and they were the one seed in the ACC tournament, right, Harry? So you're right. That's right. Parley kid, you're right. This team's no slouch. Uh, interestingly enough, they have three second half comebacks in this tournament. Jim Laranega's team, Jim, right? Jim is uh, never, never <laughs> seems to be out of it. Now it's tough to pick against UConn. They had an easier road. And that Sonogo just seems phenomenal. And unless you get him in foul trouble, I don't see how it's it's going to be. A lot of these teams are going to stay close. But Damashek brought up a good point. Even the best teams, nobody really runs through, right? Even the Dukes of the 90s and uh, Michigan. And, you know, we saw, you know, UCLA with Tyus Edney. They had to beat Missouri, a last second shot. Even the best teams are challenged at some point. Um, so if you like UConn, you got to think they're going to play one close game. I think this is the one. This is the matchup. But I'm taking Miami, actually, to win. 83-75. Harry, you're with me. Yep, Miami. And I, I lean a little bit towards the over, too. But I like the five and a half here. Um, yeah, Sal, you mentioned, we've mentioned this before. Number one, ACC was down, but they still were the one seed in the conference tournament. Miami has scored 85 points or more. Three straight games. They put up 89 versus Houston, which is incredible when we see tournament time and what we think of Houston and what they do defensively. 89. Um, Isaiah Wong, you mentioned uh, Jordan Miller can score. Miller 7 for 7, 13 of 13 versus Texas. Uh, I think Norja uh, Omir can battle the uh, bigs of UConn inside. And since 1960, UConn is the 10th team to win their first four tournament games by 15 points or more. Four of them did not win the title. And most recently it was 2021 <laughs> Gonzaga team that didn't win it either. So right. Miami definitely a chance here. I'm definitely going to take them to the five and a half. All right. Parley kid. You believe that 1960 stat? <laughs> Since 1960. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> oh, it's just kind of the same thing I'm saying. It's hard. To, you would think that it would be more than six, right? Six, right. I don't know. It's hard to run through like, like they have and right. uh, not that's get what, tripped that's basically up. basically your point. Okay. So. Yeah. I get what you're saying there, but um, maybe UConn's just the class of this tournament, and that's why maybe. I'm taking uh, UConn. Um, South, 25-11-1 against the spread this year, the Huskies are. Uh, basically a 70% clip. I mean, Miami is no slouch at about a 61% uh -huh. clip against the spread as well. So these two are two of the top teams in the nation against the spread. But, you know, the Huskies are winning uh, games by close to an average of 23 points per game in this tournament. They've been thoroughly dominating. They're well-coached. Uh, they'll, they're a uh, dominant team on the boards. They defend the three very well, which could hurt Miami uh, big time in this game. I just think this might, uh, this team is the class of the tournament. They peaked at the right time. I mean, they've been good all year. I mean, early in the year, they were a top five ranked team uh, mm -hmm. before going on a little bit yeah. of a rough stretch. Maybe they're just the best team in the country. But I'll say this, Darren, I'll say this. The second half against Gonzaga, they were so unbelievable. You can't get to that level again, can you? I don't, know. That, I, don't I know. Mean, I don't know. Being that now, there's been, you know, there's been basically a week without playing. 
That that right. could hurt UConn. It could right. it could hurt them, even though they're more rested. At the same time, you could certainly cool off. Uh, and you know, in these games, uh, you know, I always tend to think that uh, these teams just don't uh, shoot. They come out a little tight as well. Uh, so you never know if right. they just go cold. But you know, UConn pounds the boards. They're a very good offensive. Uh, rebounding team. They might get some easy baskets. They're good in transition. They're good in the half-court game. They run some great sets. A uh, great coaching matchup between Laranaga here and, and Hurley. This is a great coaching matchup. I just think the Huskies just keep it rolling. I think you know, they roll. You, I think you, it's a decent game, but they do cover this this spread. You talked about teams coming out tight. I forget about this. The Final Four in a, in a, in a, in a stadium with the big lights, right? Yes. Big... The right, play used to be the play used to be first half under. I remember under, it hitting right. like six out of eight years. Yeah, maybe not both games, but I, I don't know. It was something crazy out of eight years. It was like thirteen and three, but it's been a long time since those eight years. I've stopped. I I must have lost three <laughs> years in a row, so I'm not following. But it would make sense that one of these teams is uh is not gonna at least one or two is not gonna catch fire early right. on in the in the weird setting. Uh, Bry, your player prop. Andrew Jackson, are you suggesting everyone put a $20 bill on Andrew Jackson? Five and a half assists? I know. Well, Andre, yeah. Well, it's Andre Jackson, right? Oh, it's so, Andre. Oh, okay. I, I know. I, I, yeah. Damn. Well, he's not on any any domination as far as I know. Yeah. Um, but I will say, Sal, it's funny. When you brought up uh, what Damashek said, I was like, I had to look it up because I was like, there was one team over the last couple through. of years that I was like, that seemed dominant. And I looked it up it, that Villanova team in 2018. Yeah. Uh, the close, yeah. closest game they had 12 points. Is that so, what they went right. through? Yeah. 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 Okay. Closest game was 12. I mean, that was Brunson bridges, DiVincenzo. I mean, that was a, that right, was a great, right, right. great team. Um, I, they might've had a close first half of one or two of those games, but uh, yeah, Andre Jackson over five and a half assists. Um, he's been a really good overall player for the Huskies team. He's certainly stepped it up over the last month, especially when you look at his stats, but he's had seven or more assists over his last four games, 10 in the last game to me, you know, he's a, he's a big part of this offense. Five and a half uh, assists uh, seem really low for this guy who kind of gets everything going for this team. So I Mm -hmm. go over there. All right, listen, we have uh, Braun Strowman waiting. And you, when you have a man that big and that powerful and can do that much damage to my puny head, um, I don't want to keep him waiting. So let, let's bring him in right now. WWE legend, here he is. All right, let's bring in our guest this weekend. He'll be headlining an eight-man tag team match at WrestleMania in SoFi Stadium. He is the monster among men. And you know what? I can call him that because this interview is over Zoom and there's no threat of actual violence. And because it's actually his nickname, Braun Strowman. Thanks for showing up, Ron. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, what are we, Zoom and Skype and whatever this new technology is? Digitally digitally coming to you live from an undisclosed location in downtown L.A. That's right, downtown L.A. You know, I feel weird calling you the monster among men, but it is your nickname. You have a lot of nicknames. You're like uh, you're like Puff Daddy already with the nicknames. You want to go through them? I guess I, I don't know. I tell everybody, you call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> Makes sense. The monster among men, the abominable Strowman, which I think is uh, the most clever of all of them, the black sheep, the mountain of a man, 
the new face of destruction. Do you think of some of these yourself or does, do, does creative yeah, help? I think, I think a lot of these just came from me just vainly narcissistically joking, talking about myself in the locker room. And so I was like, Oh, that's catchy. So it turned into something, but yeah, that's the crazy thing with how wrestling and catchphrases are. You never know what's going to get over. You never know what the fans are going to gravitate to. So we say some of the most outlandish stuff for that reason. Cause you never know what's going to stick and get put on a t-shirt and help pay for all the food that I got to eat. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Now, and, and and actually, it would probably pay for you to think of your own nickname, right? Because, you know, if they give you a name that you don't like and it sticks, like like Sissy Pants Strowman, you're then stuck with it. And then what do you do? Hey, hey but if people are buying it and it's, and it's paying my salary, I don't care. Like I said, call me whatever. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, now, you've done so many impressive things in the WWE. You've won tag team titles with a, with a 10-year-old fan. You pushed over a tractor trailer. You superplexed the big show off the top rope and the ring collapsed. Um, do you have a favorite moment? Is it one of the ones I listed or uh, was there one that you thought of ahead of time? You're like, well, there's no way this is going to happen. And then, and then it paid off. No, man, to really put my finger down on like my favorite moment with WWE, it's, it's, it's almost impossible because every moment is so different. And they're all so special, like just opportunities, man. And, uh, this company gives opportunities and whether big or small or whatever, man, all of them are so important because you just never know what's going to happen. Um, you just, you don't know, man, we catch lightning in a bottle so much in this industry and in this business of just little things. Like, I mean, you take like the people's elbow, which was one of the most iconic moves in the history history that the rock did. And that all stemmed from a joke of trying to make the guys laugh in the back. So mm -hmm. little things like that, man, there's so many things. It's all special to, to really put my finger down on one thing. It would be unfair to the, all the amazing moments that happened with this company. I mean, I've been in fortunate enough to been in so many amazing things that people are going to talk about for, for the rest of my time on this earth. And hopefully after I'm gone and uh, I'm just getting started, you know, I, I don't plan on stopping. That's what I said this weekend, uh, going to have an opportunity to go out in this showcase fatal four way tag match with some unbelievable talent some of the most aerial acrobatic uh, athletes that I've ever seen on the face of this earth, some more powerhouses in the, in the ring and stuff like that. It, it's just, it's a, it's a recipe for, for one hell of a show. And uh, I, I keep saying to everybody, I feel bad for whoever has to go after us because we're going to steal the show. Yeah. My whole outlook on everything. When I get an opportunity to go out there, whether, like I said, big, small, little, whatever it is, that opportunity, I'm going to make the most out of it. Cause at the end of the day, these fans that are coming here to watch this stuff are taking time out of their lives. They're spending countless of their hard-earned money that they could be spending on other stuff. It's our job to take them on an emotional roller coaster, put a smile on their face, and damn it, we're going to do it this weekend from top to bottom, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Los Angeles. It's the place to be. It is wrestling mecca, WWE, WrestleMania. Let's go. I love it. I'm sorry. You know, you have a good attitude. I didn't think you'd be into this at all. No, I'm kidding. No, but, but here's the thing. You, your, your athletic feats, they're unprecedented. And it must be tough for you to say, okay, how do I top this? How do I top pushing over a tractor trailer or superplexing the big show? How do you, have you thought about the stadium? Have you thought about, I, here, let me, can I give you a suggestion? You don't have to do this. I'll just give you a suggestion, but make them leave the goalposts up at SoFi. And then you talk about the people's elbow. You have your own elbow right there, jumping right up there from the crossbar onto your opponent, laying prone. What do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's something probably in there, but I have a feeling that's going to be a pretty good ways away from where the ring is because they're going to try oh. to put the ring up in the middle of that thing. But I can promise you one thing: tune in Saturday. I got some stuffs up into these, uh, shoved up these proverbial sleeves that I don't wear. 
<laughs> I will be tuning in. In fact, I will be there Saturday live. And I wanted to ask you, is there anything I could do, anything I could do to help? If you want to signal me, do you want to uh, to distract the referee or something? Um, you know, I'm there for how, you. How about, so. have a, how about have a cold beer waiting on me after I get my hands raised with Ricochet in the middle of that ring? Okay. All right. I like that. That that seems easy. That's an easy enough task for me. Um, now, let's talk about this real quick, this uh, eight-man tag team. It seems like a lot going on, right? Absolutely. Um, going to be a whole lot going on. You are the favorite. You and Ricochet are the favorites over the Street Profits, um, Alpha Academy, Viking Raiders. Is it a lot of pressure being the favorite? Did you even know you were the favorite going into this match? Oh, I didn't even know I was the favorite. I, I, I'll take that pat on the back. Um, um always pressure. I mean, at the end of the day, like I, I take this very seriously. I don't go in with the mindset of finishing anywhere, but on top, I mean, at the end of the day, that's how I look at everything in life. I'm a firm believer in doing the absolute best of my capable abilities that I've been given. And and usually that formulates into a win. So that being said, going out there with Ricochet, and it's such an awesome opportunity to mix it up with a guy like him. While we're so almost polar opposites, when you look at our wrestling styles, our physical attributes, we're so similar mentally. Ricochet is one of the most absolutely driven, goal-oriented human beings I've ever seen. And it's so amazing to be on that same page because he's been in this industry for 20 years. He's worked for multiple companies. He's one of, he's not one of, he is the absolute best aerial high-flying uh, wrestler on this planet. I'll shout it from any rooftop. And it's so cool to be able, because neither one of us really have any holes in our game. So all we do is complement each other's styles with me being the big powerhouse and all the big power moves, him being the aerial high flying acrobatic, being able to mesh that together. It's really showing on the screen um, of what we're trying to portray is basically like real life Avengers, real life Marvel characters. I mean, you've got the incredible Hulk, you've got Spider-Man going out there. The kids are getting behind you. You hear the reactions. You see the people that are investing in it now leading into the showcase of immortals, WrestleMania, having the opportunity to step out. There were so many other great tag teams. I mean, some of the great, the best tag teams on the planet in, in alpha Academy and the street puppets and the Viking Raiders, all very tenured tag teams that have been doing this. The Viking Raiders have been, have been tagging together for almost 20, years they've been together since the indies and all through and stuff like that and this is their first opportunity for their wrestlemania moment i've had many wrestlemania moments so breaking character stuff aside it's such an awesome opportunity to be able to go out there now and share this ring with these other men that have been working tirelessly for years on the independent scene, grinding in the WWE performance center, grinding every week on Monday night, Raw, SmackDown, our premium live events around the world. Now getting their opportunity to go out on the, on the, on the, on the stage of immortals to carve their name in the history books of the granite. You know, it's cool to be able to be there, to be a part of that. I'm so honored being back with WWE and stuff like that. Now leading into WrestleMania, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. LA is such an awesome city. There's so many amazing things to do. The nightlife's great. Uh, the weather's been a little weird. I don't understand where these thunderstorms yeah. have come from, but I'm, I'm, I'm having faith in the, the entertainment gods are going to give us a great day or great weekend for wrestling and everybody's going to stay dry, have fun. And, and at the end of the day, man, it's our job is to put smiles on people's faces. That's the WWE's motto, man. There's going to be 65,000 plus people inside of SoFi every night, smiling from ear to ear. At the end of the day, man, Life is good. It's great to be here. It's so amazing to be I love it. WWE, man. I'm really looking forward to this weekend and having some fun, man. It's just as I said, this is the most amazing job on earth. I I always tell people I I'm I'm a redneck with the coolest job on earth. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call you a redneck. I, I'm certainly not to your face, but um, 
I uh, now you mentioned it's the entertainment capital of the world, LA. Have you thought about is there a celebrity, somebody you, know, you grew up knowing, uh, seeing on the big screen or the small screen that you would want to wrestle? Would there be a dream celebrity match? Von oh. Strowman versus celebrity TBD. And you know, the crazy thing is like, I've been able to do that already. Like everybody that I idolize and immortalize as, as a young man and as a teenager in the wrestling industry and stuff like that, I've been fortunate, excuse me, I've been fortunate enough to share the squared circle with them. And in any of my previous uh, profession before that, competing a world's strongest man, I got to travel around the world and compete with the likes of Zadrunas Abikas and, and Brian Shaw and these guys that are unbelievable that I watched when I was younger. It is so amazing that twice in my life I've had this opportunity to fall in love with something, watch it from a distance, then get involved with it, and then have the opportunity to share a locker room, share the ring, share a weight room with these people that I idolize watching on TV, man. And at the end of the day, like life is so amazing. My life is so blessed, so blessed. And I'm so thankful for every opportunity that I get with this company and, and, and everything that's come along with it. It's, it's opened so many doors and avenues outside in the rest of the world for me to do things that I love and I'm passionate about. And then, Man, that's I don't I don't know how else to put it. I mean, well, that's great. I mean, I, I I thought maybe you'd say Lindsay Lohan or uh, or Ben Affleck or something, but that's uh, as good an answer. I don't as think that'd be too fair. Get. I mean, I already, <laughs> I already beat up the two guys from Saturday Night Live and stuff. Like right. That. Like, that's what I said. I mean, it's not you. Y'all don't want to see me beat up your favorite. <laughs> You don't know what I want to see. No, that's uh, I'll, I'll uh, you know what I know. It's all good. It really is. Um, I you're a Packers fan, right? Correct. Yeah, what do you think of this uh, Aaron Rodgers fiasco? I mean, it just it, it is what it is. You know, business is business, and uh, if he's not happy and he wants to go somewhere else, then that's on him. You know, at the end of the day, uh, I'm a firm believer in doing what makes you happy, as long as you're not taking someone else's happiness away. Even though I feel like Rodgers taking some of the Green Bay Packers' happiness, yeah, away from their fans and stuff like that. I, I'm anxious to see the, the the kid that's been following him around for the last what five years, seven years in the shadows waiting for his opportunity. So I think it's great, you know, with, with uh, change is good. I'm a firm believer in change is good. Some people, it's going to be scary for a little bit. Of course it is. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen, but at the end of the day, change is good. And then, and look what happened when Rogers stepped up, when Favre stepped down. Right. So, I mean, that's what I said. At the end of the day, you never know what's going to happen. It's just exciting, man. And, and, And the cool thing is now to talking about green Bay, uh, being able to help form a merger per se between the Green Bay Packers and WWE, we are really, really heavy on them about getting a pay per view at Lambeau Field. Could you imagine? Oh, that's great! Live at Lambeau. Oh, that's good. Maybe awesome. you know what? He retreated to darkness for four days. Maybe it's a lights out match. You against Aaron Rodgers, who at that time maybe by, by then he's not the Packers quarterback. Boy, what the the fans would love you forever if you're power bombed. Yeah, him. they would definitely love to see me power bomb then. <laughs> yeah, good times. Well, for uh, for now, it's going to have to be you and Ricochet. What an event here! Eight man tag team against the Street Profits, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders this weekend and you know i I mentioned that you're favored in the match they do have these lines these odds you can't legally bet on wrestling yet but there is i don't know if you saw it came up in the news there is a push towards legalization of uh betting on professional wrestling what are your thoughts on that 
Hey, man, anything that they allow the fans to be more engaged and stuff like that, I think it's great. I love where everything's going. I'm not a big gambler myself just because I don't like losing money because I work too hard for it and I don't ever win. Like, I just don't have luck. I guess bad luck's luck. I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, I think it's cool. I sort of said, like, any opportunity, it's, it's so neat seeing technology evolve along with entertainment. And I mean, that's what I said, we're the forefront of entertainment. You look at so many avenues around the world that, that mimic what we do. I mean, take that, the cameras on the wires in the NFL. They took that from Vince when he did XFL years right. ago, so many different things. And that's what I'm saying inside this soap arena, this new state of the art arena, I can only imagine what this is going to look like because we, I mean, of course, WWE has to do everything bigger, badder than everything else on this earth. I mean, we set the forefront for the entertainment industry. So it's going to be cool going into this, seeing what kind of tricks the, the the company has up its sleeves. And that's, I hope nobody like stooges anything off. I hate it with spoiler alerts and stuff like that inside the wrestling industry. Cause even us, like I said, we find out stuff on the internet that are like, man, I didn't want to know about that. I wanted to wait and see it and things like that. So really looking forward. I'm trying to stay off the internet. So I don't see any leaked photos or anything like that. Just want to go in and just be same thing. Just like the fans, like as much as I'm an, a, a performer and an athlete, I'm a fan at the same time. So being able to walk into these arenas, see the whole thing set up and everything, it's special to us too. And I, man, I'm really looking forward to the package that we have as, as a company for the entire world this weekend. Well, you're going to do a great job. I have all the faith in you. And by the way, the bar is low. You only have to be better than the Rams were this year. So uh, it's going to be an A-plus product, I'm sure. Uh, this weekend, WrestleMania 39, eight-man tag team match. It's good. Again, I'll be in the audience. If you need me to distract or do like a armpit farts or something to signal the referee, uh, I'm there for you. <laughs> Sounds good. Never know. You never know what I might need help with. But definitely, uh, I'll, I'll take you up on that beer. You got it. Ron Stroman, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you all. All right, let's take a break and we'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. How about that, guys? Braun Strowman saying he would like to wrestle Aaron Rodgers. He would drop an elbow on Aaron Rodgers. He would jump <laughs> off 
at huh. Lambeau Field. They're trying to get a, an event at Lambeau Field, and he's a Packers fan. And I don't sense that he's too happy what Aaron Rodgers is doing mm-hmm. to the team. Would you pay for that, Harry? That'd be a pay, pay for that. You would? definitely pay for that. Okay, we'll help you. A punk, you know that. I know. All right, there you go, babyface. Um, Harry will punk Western D. Union some money, and you set up the uh, you set up the pay per view for him. All right, let's do Sharp Tank right here. I don't know that there's a lot going on this weekend that we could uh, make lines of extrapoints.com slash arcade has all the weekend games. Uh, you join, you get a nice prize for winning that uh, contest. But in the meantime, listen to these guys, their three picks. I'm going to jump on one and uh, we'll start you off with you, Harry XFL. Let's do some XFL parlay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Saturday, Sunday game parlay pays plus one Oh two, both games on the money line. Let's start with Saturday. I'm going to take D.C., the D.C. Defenders, minus 480 against Orlando. They are 6-0, and Orlando 0-6. D.C.'s got a fantastic defense. They lead the XFL in point differential at plus 55. And I'm going to parlay that with Sunday's game, Houston, the Roughnecks, minus 150 money line against the St. Louis Battlehawks. Houston, second most points in the league. Houston, second best point differential in the league. First place in the South. That is D.C. United and Houston, plus 102, Moneyline Power. All right. Brian, women's final four. Uh, women's Friday. final four. Exciting. There you go. Exciting. That's Although right. my, my daughter has a tournament at the exact same time. So oh, sucks. no. Sucks. But, yeah, so um, I'm going to take Aaliyah Boston on South Carolina over 15 and a half points. Good, good job by Caesars to get some player props out here. Yeah. Um, I will say this South Carolina, I was getting, I mean, there's going to be tons and tons of people watching this game uh, just to watch Caitlin Clark, but Aaliyah mm-hmm. Boston, she only averages 13 points per game this season. Why is it 15 and a half? Uh, she is the 2022 wooden award winner. She, she hasn't been as dominant this year, but she hasn't needed to be. I mean, this team has dominated teams all season long, but the thing, the reason I like the over so much here is Caitlin Clark getting all the headlines. She's going to want to make a statement here. And when I've seen both these teams play, I was going to have a ton of trouble dealing with South Carolina's size. I expect a ton of offensive rebounds, a ton of putbacks here. So she went for 22 in the last game here. I think 15 and a half is really low for uh, this big game for her. Mm. Is 550 a fair number? Minus 550 on the money line? Is it that kind of favorite that, oh my God, that's yeah. uh, not too shocking, but pretty heavy? Yeah, that's that's about right. I mean, I was I was scary, but I, I think they're going to just have I think they're eventually just going to have trouble with South Carolina's defense. People are taking a chance size. on this is this is Mayweather and uh, Conor yeah, McGregor. I mean, right? you, they watched bit. the last game and they saw how right. good Clark was. And now it's like, yeah. you know, you're going to have a little right. bit of money on it. But right, um, right, right. No, I, I like to I mean, I'm all over South Carolina. I actually put a ton of money on South Carolina again. Again, I oh, added boy. I added to it. All right. Well, let's <laughs> see if we could parlay something. Parlay kid. What do you like? UConn to score the most points. This could be fun. Yeah, so you could get this uh, on uh, Saturday's games. UConn to score the most points on Saturday at minus 140. Uh, because if obviously if you like UConn to win here, uh, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be the highest scoring team of the weekend, right? So instead of getting them at minus 250 on the money line, but, right. roll with them at minus 140 to, to get the most points. San Diego State, I, I already mentioned maybe taking the under in that game. They've had 12 straight games go under San Diego mm-hmm. State. So I would assume uh, that that game is going to be low scoring. And then the higher score, highest scoring team is coming out of that UConn game. So 
Do you like UConn at minus 250? Miles will take them to be the highest scoring team on Saturday at minus 140. I think it makes sense. I don't love minus 40s. The Parlay mm-hmm. Kids hit six EP picks in a row, oh, including nice. Boston Celtics oh. tonight by oh, 30 that points. Oh, I got to keep that quiet because I know bottom line is now that I've mentioned it, there's yeah. no doubt there's six <laughs> losses in a row coming up. Right. But whatever, that's just the way it is. <laughs> nice job, Dave. The loss is going to be uh, triple overtime when the Owls prevail and uh, advance to Monday. <laughs> yeah, somehow and scratch out 83 and, points. And, and, yeah. to, to Harry's credit, He's 15, 8, and 1 in his last 25. I don't know how that equals 25, but he did say that on Twitter too. So yeah. Babyface, will you help t- him with different math? Time zones. I, I, I told was you. Three, listen, I was in three different time zones today, all right? Babyface, I thought I told you we got to get him a tutor. This is not good. He's like, he's no. like, three different time, time zones. What does that mean, three different time zones? You were sleeping uh, through two of them. Place. Yeah. Huh? All right. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this. You went to Springsteen last night in Detroit. Uh, you saw <laughs> you saw Jim Harbaugh, who you famously don't like. You've you've crapped all over. I've been him. torn. I've been torn about him. I haven't. I, torn. I, I liked him. You know. I was oh on come the on! Bandwagon. Come on! No. Harry was on the years ago. Shea Patterson. The Shea Patterson. Year. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> it didn't pan out, but also two years ago when I went to the game against Ohio State and Michigan, I had Michigan money line. I had Michigan the over, so that was a nice time on Michigan for me. Uh, so that's all right. Yeah, you've 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 done your damage. So, so I, was, I should have to dig by, it up. He, he, he was I, there in the pit. Yeah, by himself, uh, jeans on, not khakis, right. and also um, chewing tobacco, dipping it into a uh, Tim Horton coffee cup. Uh-huh. And that got you reminiscent the uh, melancholy for your brother, right? And so you decided hmm. to go over and bother. The- I didn't bother him. He was, he was, I, there was a million people. Don't tell me he came me. to you. Don't Love even him. say he came to you because that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, when two celebrities talk, you know, sometimes that happens. Well, who was the other one? What are you talking about? What did, you, did you have any shame though? This is a guy you've dragged through the mud. You dragged his name right. through the mud and you have no problem going up to him. What were you, you even the saying? Video? You saw me giving him Yeah, what was that? You were pontificating about something and he gave you the obligatory head nod and then went right no, back to enjoying the show. he gave me a couple head nods. Okay. Yeah, well, he, what, did yeah. what did you what say? What did you say? What did say? I told him, uh, turning the corner with the team. <laughs> turning the corner. Turning the corner. He must awesome. have really taken that real, as wow. a real nice yeah, Two years yeah. in a row, yeah. taking down the yeah. guys. Fucking fantastic. I said, it is good, right? Pretty nice. That was a weird time to jump in to tell him that during the concert because you already thought yeah. we we're talking to him earlier than that Right, point, you took right? a picture. First you sent a picture with him and then you had to, uh, <laughs> and then you compliment. I don't know. I don't understand your way. He, he looked at when he would uh, he was looking at me and he was singing along and he was having a great time. So I'm like, oh, he, you know, he was cool. looking at you. What what song was it? He was looking at you singing. He um, was looking at you and singing. <laughs> he was just on? singing and singing himself, but he was looking at me during Dancing <laughs> in the Dark. <laughs> he was gonna pull you on stage like Courtney Cox. <laughs> he was looking at you, babyface. What's going on here? It's a uh, Harbaugh serenading uh, Harry at the concert. Spinning oh dip god. into a bucket. Oh my god! Well, it was it was ha- odd that Harbaugh is, was there by himself. That is a little strange, yep. but I don't know. I think they have a lot in common. I mean, Har- Harbaugh he famously drinks milk. 
Right. Harry drinks milkshakes. Uh-huh. And yeah. Harbaugh <laughs> reps the M. Harry is always repping M and M's. Harbaugh works at the big house, and Harry works at Ken's big house. You know what? Yeah. I, I I apologize, Harry. I didn't, really didn't realize how much you had in common with him. It's true. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> what are the yeah. odds that uh, Harbaugh went home and mentioned some weirdo to uh, his wife 100%. like that? Like. Oh, you think there's like a good chance that he said not something to his wife? Nine, on it. Ninety-eight percent. Ninety-eight percent chance. Like <laughs> he was you know. saying hi to everybody under the sun and having a great time doing it. This is gonna be great when Harry goes to Barcelona and like uh, ambushes Lionel Messi at a concert and like I, I don't know who else. It's really just a. <laughs> but it, I mean, this is part for the course, yeah, he right? So yeah, right. Trash yeah. is Romo. Meets yeah, Romo oh, yeah. I know. is like. You know, That's why I'm asking if he to, has any shame. He doesn't him. have any shame. None. Phony to Harbaugh. Even Ben Kelly, when, right. he's, when he sees him, uh, he changes his tune. Like he's like scared or something. Like he's, <laughs> yeah. He, you don't have <laughs> to as you said, these as you they, said, they, they, don't, uh, they don't know you, Harry. They didn't scared. know. Scared. Yeah, yeah, a little scared. I don't know scared? what it is. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, why don't you tell these people how you really feel? Just tell them how you really feel. I, that's exactly. Exactly. Just tell them. Well, congratulations. You did it again, Harry. I will, uh, if, I, I will if I ever see Jeter, I'll tell you that. Yeah, sure. I doubt <laughs> yeah, it. Right. I doubt it. Uh, all right. So we're going to see a lot. We covered a lot today. Harry's a uh, fraud. We all knew that anyway, but it's uh, it's confirmed. I had my chance with Jason Garrett there at the players uh, players coaches meeting like five years ago. In That's Arizona one of the only in. guys I wouldn't mind can seeing I tell get you? arrest. Can I, really I tell you? snuck in and I had my chance and I didn't do it. Paul, kid, that's how you do it. I was at, I want to brag here. I was at Romo's retirement uh, party at his house, you know, so it wasn't like a big thing. Uh, said hi to everyone except Jason Garrett. I'm sick of that's how you do it. Harry. That's how it is. You big time wow. him. You big yeah, time him. Exactly. That's how you do it. And you know what? He's, he's, he's been, I made him think about it ever since. He's like, why did that? Why did he say hi to everyone? But me, uh, George no, Bush was at that party. I shook his hand. Yeah, go ahead. What are the odds now that Harbaugh in Michigan gets in, involved in some kind of recruiting violation? Be honest here. Yeah, I think he recruited that cough that Harry has. Uh, <laughs> There's like you know gu- gummies circulating throughout the uh, Michigan yeah. uh, football yeah. program. Should offered him some. Yeah. Should offered him some. The gummy problem That's on the staff is uh, really <laughs> unbelievable. From day to day, it gets worse and worse. I won't even get into it. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for another episode of Against All Odds. ExtraPoints.com slash arcade. Play our prop quiz game. Uh, that's it for Mikey Meatballs, for Babyface Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. No, no, no.